Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's that? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the leveled-up, hand-polished, organic, fat-free, genetically enhanced Serbian corner on the DNVR Nuggets podcast channel, as well on DNVR Sports YouTube, where you can comment live. And Voya will probably see your comments since I'm producing while trying to get my thoughts in order on a foreign language. So Serbian corner with completely new segments about the Denver Nuggets that will show you how a Serbian that has never been to Colorado, and that would be me, views the rectangle state on the Rocky Mountains. You can also expect some Nuggets in general NBA trivia games and much, much more. My name is Miroslav, calling from Pančevo, Serbia, and I'm joined, as always, by Voja, calling from Lincoln, Nebraska. Voja, is Nebraska football in a better shape than Colorado's these days? Oh, it's uh, I I think I think it is because Colorado's is like very low, but it's not good. It's not good at all. It's not. Uh, it, I mean, it's a nice. At least the weather is better. But I almost fell asleep because it's so hot now, and there's no. They switched over to heating, so I'm like, I'll need this show now to like keep me awake for the next hour. It's gonna be exciting. At least like Nuggets gave us these last two games to be excited about after the first dud. This this Sunday is a football game, Voya explained to me because I have no idea. I had to Google if Broncos are actually <laughs> playing today. And unfortunately, they are. But before that, let's give you something to be to be uh, cheerful about, about. Yeah. and <laughs> excited about. And start your your Sunday on a on a right note. So let's start with our first segment, our favorite segment, Mile High Positivity. It is a segment about what we were the most high or optimistic about last week. And again, we are not legally allowed to get high in either Serbia nor Nebraska. <laughs> so this is just a figure of speech. Again, it is so funny how a Serbian corner episode evolves over the week. I have this template I use for the episode preparation. And after that Utah game, I've put here under the positivity, <laughs> please God, give us something for the next from the next two games to, to hang on to. And of course, our Lord and Savior Nikola Jokic heard me and delivered. First, a bare-bones triple-double versus the Warriors, secured by a touchdown pass in the last seconds of the game. And then a very whole-milk kind of a triple-double against the OKC. As our guys already informed you last night, Nikola, with 78 career triple-doubles, is now tied at number six all-time with Will Chamberlain and is now eyeing LeBron and Jason Kidd, who have about 30 triple-doubles more than Nikola. And here's a bold take. 
unless Braun goes on a on a like a, a crazy spree and start piling up triple doubles at his age 49 season, I predict <laughs> Nikola overtaking number four spot on this list by the end of this season. So that means almost a triple double every other night, but why not? Nikola has uh, reached this yeah, milestone. Yeah, his milestone in his 530th game, uh, regular season match, while a guy with the, the least games played that, uh, that is in front of him on this list is Magic Johnson with 906 games. So why the hell not? I mean, realistically speaking, Oscar Robertson and... and uh, uh, Russell, Westbrook. Uh, Russell Westbrook are probably unreachable, but who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it's it's yeah. We forget like I mean, four seasons in a row, Russell Westbrook just like basically every other every what you said every other night. Uh, I, I, but Wilt is funny because right there was we assume there's been a lot more with him with because of blocks. That, that this is kind of is it like retroactively seven eight or is it since they started counting like. It's, that's what's kind of interesting with him. Like, unfortunately, we don't have the early stats of yeah, yeah. Back then, that, no yeah. blocks, nor yeah. nor nor uh, steals were were recorded, and there is almost no footage of games. That's yeah, because that so would be fascinating to back. see how many quadruple doubles he and Bill Bill, uh, Bill Russell had at some point. But either way, I mean, it is what it is now. The records are records. Uh, Seventy. This is awesome. I mean, sixth all time for center. I mean, honestly, the next game, Portland. We'll see if. I mean, he he you know he plays well against him, but I I really wonder. I'm like I'm wearing a Showtime shirt again, like last week, and I might keep wearing it until MPJ disappoints me, which might be like the whole season. I might be just every week in the same same Showtime shirt just for him. Uh, I said on Twitter that he's one of my favorite players right now, and uh, we'll talk. I'll talk about him later, but just with with talking about triple doubles with Jokic, at some point they're not they can't double him anymore. And they, I mean, they didn't do it. I mean, they did it a lot more last year because he was surrounded by you know bare bones ro roster with, you know, we talked about it like, to death. Like the the guys in second unit were playing the first unit, blah blah. But now this is insane. I mean, it's like MPJ is on the other side, and KCP if he start if he keeps going, which I think he can, because again he's so open. It's not like he's forcing any shots. But MPJ, he got uh, the guys talked about it yesterday in the post game. So many shots he missed were like. That's surprising. Like he almost would. It, they're, they're, this this was his bad shooting night. Five of ten, basically, based on the shot the quality of shots he was getting. And I wonder at some point if they're going to stop doubling him and not even try and be like, sure, go one on one, beat us, score forty, because that's the best solution we can have, and not you know not let anyone else go off, because otherwise you'll have a game like to, like last night, which is 19, 16, 13, and. You have other two twenty, you know, other twenty point scorers. Like, and it's just beautiful to watch. But it'll be interesting to see, like, if he can actually do every other night. Like, because again, it's just pick your poison at this point. It's it's fascinating to see how the teams will adjust differently to to him. What do you, what do you think about the? I mean, you said you'd so you'd give a hot take. You said thirty more this season. Like, do you see it really happening like that, or like easily, or or like hard? Yeah, the, the reason I I said. I, I, I see it now is because when you look at the game against the OKC, I think they did a pretty good job by doubling Jokic in a pretty smart ways. Some of the passes he needed to make were like like yeah. quintessential, insane passes that were actually needed for him to, to be able to, to get to the to open shooter. And one thing I wanted to speak about, and I wanted to speak about it later, but it doesn't matter. 
one thing I really like about uh, not only the starting unit, but also some other guys joining the starting unit. And I, and I said before the season, Nuggets have seven starters. They, you should count Bones and and also um, Bruce Brown as starters as well. And you can but then it's eight because I also guys. Was one, I mean, we just we saw how Jeff Green was playing well. Yeah, with, absolutely, with Jokic. absolutely. Yeah, so it's nice. It's <laughs> I would yeah, honestly, I would actually, I would actually like. I mean, I thought you when, when we talked about before the show when you said seven, I thought you meant Bruce Brown and Jeff Green because I would still put Bones as he's not. He's a he's still a bench player even like. In best and, and and like you know in negative and positive like as a you know spark plug like he's incredible but then I think like he still lacks a little bit of this this you know the starter discipline in closing moments he's like a wild card still that uh, though we talked about you know previous few weeks that he'll hone in that that part of his uh, with experience it's just that it's a second year like it's not uncommon that 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 kind of that kind of uh, you know lucidity and like interesting. Um, interesting drive that he has is like really right now perfect for this type of team for the bench because got you know we know nuggets needed you know needed some personality at some points during the game and you know when he does that you know we we saw him at golden state that one move he made and it's like a swing you know a sling pass left-handed no look to michael porter after like yep. basically his we, we we call it right we call that in soccer when when a player um you can't get a ball away from him that he put one of the shoelaces in the valve. And so like the ball is stuck to his feet. This was literally like he, he had stuck on on the basketball and just was gliding through multiple players. And it's like, how is he not losing this ball? This is incredible. So I would have him as like the, you know, the best bench player for this team. And then you have Bruce Brown and Jeff Green as your stable Jokic type starters that, that when they come in, you don't notice. Like, I mean, you, you I'm not going to like you, what, what did you mean? What did you, um, what were you telling me before the show? Like when you watch Bruce Brown uh, and and Christian Brown in the game, and you're like, "Oh, he's playing with this." Like, what was your take there? Like, that's yeah, that's incredible. exactly. So, so, it. so it was like ten minutes before, ten minutes mark at the fourth quarter against the OKC, and I see Christian Brown playing great basketball with starters, and then I, you know, cleared my eyes and I saw it wasn't the starters; it was Jokic and Porter. But then there was also Bruce Brown and and Jeff Green. So those are three bench pieces. But man, yeah. they were fitting like a glove. It was it was yeah. just amazing to watch. One thing I wanted to say: we are seeing a lot of Jokic assists, but we are also seeing a lot of Jokic's hockey assists. I yep. love the yep. fact that the guys are willing to to you know convert a, a really good shot into an excellent shot by making one extra pass, and almost all of the guys are willing to do that. Which is just amazing to see. So you can see how bought in into the system so many guys there are. I mean, you cannot you cannot get DeAndre Jordan in the system because he will not, you know, share the court with Jokic at any point yeah. of this season. Hopefully not. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. <laughs> but other than that, man, I, I don't see a lot of guys on this roster that that they're not uh, willing uh, willing players of of uh, Jokic ball, which is which is. Pretty amazing, and this is this is the main reason why I'm so optimistic about mm-hmm. uh, Jokic Agreed. making that kind of huge jump in number of triple doubles. I might be wrong, of course, but one thing that's also convincing me of this is they don't appear to be able to to blast teams out during the game. I mean, we are so hyped right now, and their plus minus over these three games is like minus ten. Because they got blown out by Utah, and they, they yeah, have yeah. 
two pretty skinny wins against uh, Golden State and and OKC. But there are, of course, some some uh, um, uh, reasons for for yeah, those yeah. wins not to be more uh, more. Uh, well, I'll, I'll give you. I mean, I'll give a reason for from from my perspective. I think you prob- probably share it the same way. And I'm I'm and if anyone you know is is feeling really optimistic and are in the same like conundrum, like why we have we barely won two games, it's because we're seeing in front of our eyes the okay we got smacked by Utah. And that was like a we you know we called it for Nuggets Serbia show we called the cold shower and it kind of woke up the team and it looked like it that they they were waking and even yesterday I was expecting maybe a similar approach from Wednesday because it's OKC second out of a back to back but it really wasn't and and we're seeing this team which we haven't um, seen before which we haven't had a chance to see before of these new guys coming in with prime Jokic um, basically like figuring things out on the on the like as the time goes on. And because again, like previous years when they were good, they kind of all grew up together, and you see collective improvements over the seasons, and you're just like, okay, this there's things to improve. Then all all five of them or whatever, seven of them, their core in those years, they would improve together, and then all of a sudden it puts together, and you're like, okay, this is great. But now we see like, okay, Jokic is great, Murray's still Murray's still rough, but then you have moments like the third quarter is like, oh, is this a Murray flurry? And then beginning the beginning of the game, like okay, there's a mix of these triple double, uh, set, you know, sets to start off the offense. But then when you said hockey assists, KCP gets the shot, gets 13 points, like you know, prime Gary or or Will Barton when they would do in those those games with those like four guys around and they were just like basically the ones finishing the plays uh, from the three point line. And then okay, then there's some sloppy stuff like you know, with you know with Jamal like he's a little tired like he's you know he's uh, you know he may be out of focus a little bit there's some lost balls but then again okay we're we're figuring out like okay Bruce Brown comes in now it's all defensive and like he's slashing so there's like these pieces that we can kind of see just like a puzzle forming but not all together like at once just like okay we have figured this part of it you know we have the sky of this like landscape okay now we see the mountains a little bit here then there's a river there we're gonna see and then eventually I think the whole thing is gonna come together. And that's why I think everyone's optimistic because we see these flashes of like, oh, wow, this is so rough still, but we can see this beautiful picture forming and it's not even done yet. And I think that's, that for me, at least that's where the optimism comes from. Like, it's really, really fun now. We haven't had that opportunity to see this because the team was so constant and used to each other that we just saw the whole thing. Maybe it was like not a pretty, pretty prettiest picture, but it was still complete. And now we kind of, you know, changed it up. So what do you think about that, that analogy? <laughs> Yeah, I I like it, and and on top of that, we have to we have to give uh, give props to Michael Malone, who was staggering hard, especially mm-hmm. versus OKC, but also against Golden State as well. We were, I mean, <laughs> if we did the show like five days ago, that, that would be a completely different show. But right now, we we have to be uh, we have to to feel confident about him being willing to to stagger his guys. I think there were like three or four minutes of all bench lineup in this last game. Other than that, we've seen so many variations of uh, Jamal with the, the bench, Michael Porter with the bench, both of those guys with the bench. Of course, Nicola with the bench. We've seen that before as well in the first quarter, especially. So all of these things are helping uh, team to optimize their chances of, of winning games. And also one other thing. I think the most the most important job for Michael Malone in the months that are coming is to integrate Jamal Murray as he's getting his yep. legs under him 
and not losing games because of it. Because right now, this team without Jamal, I'm confident is capable of 55 to 60 wins, really, even without Jamal. It's, it's just amazing. And we need him. We know we need him for the, for the playoffs. And, you know, regular season is one thing. Play, playoffs are, are the other one. Right now, I think Denver has a pretty good uh, recipe for the for the regular season, which is important not to get like like Golden State in round one and yeah and get yeah. destroyed by them. Although you never know, you might well, still face them. Just you don't want, you want number, to avoid him. Yeah, you want to avoid him anyway. Like any one of these bigger, you know, big deep teams that know how to play against Denver, you want to avoid him just for for you know because the first rounds you're always figuring stuff out. You're not still playoff completely playoff ready and eventually that you know that's the that's why seeding is important i was going to come back to this comment it's a great comment seeing the the free throws murray's free throws late that he you know he hasn't hit clutch points like in 500 plus days that's yeah. a great that's a great point and especially since he said you know he says he's tired and he's out of conditioning you know getting back to it not out of conditioning but like getting back to it and this like winded uh winded moments like that's when the free throws would suffer you know when you're not in shape and you miss and he made this. That was that was pretty big. Um, I, yeah, like that's. It, I'm. It's gonna be interesting again how they fit. Like it's still again. I'm saying it's still not complete. And with Murray playing, even without him, like we kind of see even in the closing moments yesterday when he had when he had the ball, what a little, you know. It's still a little bit of a difference no matter how rough he is compared to like Bones. He was we they were used. To, you know, he's used to these moments where he knows how to you know wiggle out of the double team and and get the ball get the ball rolling like forward. So that's why, you know, that's why it's important. Like in those, the closing minutes of a golden state game that probably wouldn't even be close if he was full strength uh, in that, how the game was flowing anyway, like not saying like we're, we're going to blow a golden state every time, just like that particular game. If he was there in his full strength at the end of the game, that's a two main game that Bruce Brown, you know, valiantly played, you know, considering he just, you know, third, you know, second game, regular season game with Jokic, but with Murray, like that probably would, you, we've seen it yesterday. Like again, so Murray's so like rough around the edges, him and Jokic start playing. Like it's just poetry. Like they know each other still, you know, timings like that. That's kind of, I mean, again, that's what we lost with Montem Barton as well. We just didn't understand how much they actually knew each other until again, you see, Little, you know, even Golden State game, Utah game, especially like they gotta get they get get into these sets, and there's still communication issues that result in not as efficient as efficient basketball. Bruce Brown had a turnover because he didn't know at that particular moment how Jokic reads the defense, and and he pop, you know, Jokic popped, and he Bruce thought he was gonna roll into like a mid range, and it was just a you know plain turnover like in yeah. in a big moment, and those are the things that will be ironed out with with Jamal. And you said with the bench, like the, the, the with the Malone thing for me, I watched. I didn't watch you till live. Um, I was I was out and I was gonna catch a replay. It wasn't like and again, like not knowing the full score. If I was watching him, like it was wasn't like horrendous. It was horrendous to you know to a degree because we expect Denver like to be much better. But to another, like watching the game was like, well, this is just uh, they're they're they they approached it as a preseason. Uh, there was not they're not these like unreparable mistakes that were made that just a horrible play like there's it's broken it was just like okay we're kind of took it by and took it took it for granted we saw utah do the same thing to minnesota minnesota even had a game to see them like they actually shoot 53s a game we we, we we'll try to to 
to put a new new light on that that game in the second segment. But no, before no. before that, I just wanted to say one thing, one more thing about Michael Malone. Mm-hmm. I thought he was really brave in this uh, OKC game when uh, I thought he would c- uh, close with with Bruce Brown. To be honest, at like a seven minute mark, yeah. still there was still Bruce and and uh, I believe Jeff Green on the court, and then he put Murray back, and I was like, oh, this is brave. This is brave. Hopefully, everything will go well, yeah. and and it did. It did, and it's it's really important. It's really important, as you mentioned. Uh, Jamal got those clutch free throws because of that, and that's that's a really important step in his. Uh, yeah, his there's no there's no way but through. Like they can't baby him and be like, okay, this is a close game. We're not going to let you be in the game. Like they kind of push through. Like it's going to cost them some wins, but they have to eventually push through. The bigger goal is in April. It's not in you know in November. So. I think that was a, that was a good move by Malone. Okay, this is a good moment to to make a little break, and after the break, we'll talk some MPJ. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Serbian <laughs> Corner, your Sunday uh, football day edition. Voya, before the game and especially on Twitter, you said how much you like Michael Porter's game right now. Can right you now, elaborate yeah. a bit, please? Yeah, so this is, first, this is funny. We, we all like shut up for a few seconds. It's like how the sausage is made. We had to make a break for the audio ads. Uh, so first, why I said it was he's he's one of my favorite players right now is watching again, watching a replay. I watched OKC yesterday and I tur- you know, turned it on again for the first half just to see when he was missing, missing the shots that he did later. He was just making like crazy. He's first of all, like there's no questions anymore. Like, Oh, can, can he fit in the system? Like really play around, you know, there's the game, you know, the game, the Denver plays, and then it's just MPJ on the side, kind of like hovering. He's completely in it. Like it's 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 awesome, and maybe it's you know the addition of again KCP that is also a similar type of running gun. There's no multiple that many ball handlers. Gordon, you know, Gordon has his role that he, he already honed in for the for the last like year and a half. He's just in there and he's fighting. Like there's so many uh, times he went in for a v- offensive rebound, like tipped the ball, um, even if we did, he didn't get it. Like if he didn't grab it, he would at least make OKC because he was fighting for that ball. He didn't let OKC run. And that rebound would have been probably, you know, to quick to SGA and then like a secondary transition type because he was there and like they were battling for it. Some time expired. Like then then have to like, okay, we're, everyone else from the Nuggets can set up their defense. Of course, shooting is is just incredible. Like there's, um, we can just repeat this every time. Like it's it's pure, pure shooting. And again, he did, he didn't even have like some some of the open shots he was making off Jokic doubles uh, or missing at the beginning. He made later, but five out of ten, and and again, it looked like he had a bet off night, like it's some some instances, or just an average night. I should say, not an off night. Average. This is like okay, we, he can be five out of ten every game, and I w- wouldn't be a problem at all. Like even if those out of those ten 
uh, threes, like two of them were his, like one of the step backs that he likes to take. More often than not, he's going to make those two. Like it's just incredible. Then, re, you know, fighting for rebounds, like he's there. We talked. Um, we talked about some of the defensive stuff before the in the preseason. He showed it even more. Like against Utah, he was bailing Jokic out a couple of times, like reading rotations that he, you know, was unaware of that there were that should have been there previously. Again, there's Golden State is one of the hardest teams to play against. Like, yes, they had obviously had some lapses, but it's not like anyone else's. You have to be a elite defender basically to like keep up with what they're doing, especially on the perimeter. And you know, and, and drawing Wiggins, that Wiggins learned his role of how to how to you know exploit those like rotations and basically cl- bad closeouts. Like, because there's there's a thing you know, a few things he can learn. Those closeouts we talked about, like you know, quickening his feet when he's closing out, not just like flying by guys. Getting used to like boxing out because he's so athletic. He doesn't most often he doesn't need to box out. He just sky for the ball, but just learning those like little details. The basically what we talked about in the offseason, like watching Jeff a little bit from last year, like what he some of the stuff what he does. But he's active. He's in a part of the system. Like there's no there's handoffs with Jokic that are, feel natural. It's not just like let's push for Jamal for for MPJ to get some shots. He hasn't shot in a while. It was just no no. That's that's what it is. He had some drives that was just like you know dead straight. Like there's no he didn't try to dribble as much. Like it was just okay. We're gonna go to the basket. He got some in ones. Uh, a couple times in the transition, he like you know, kind of like faked out the defender. He's gonna shoot in his like you know, yeah, Mike shot, but then like drove and then kicked it, kicked the ball out. Like saw where the guys were. He didn't. He wasn't just lost in the sh- you know, lost in the paint when he started dribbling. Like I, it, again, there's a lot of like still deficiencies like everyone else. And but he's coming off again a third back surgery and he's playing like this, and he can average twenty points a game. With without a sweat because again Jokic is so good that he frees him up, but even with the bench like he had those like you know coming off of screens and stuff like finally he's making those that we were like clamoring for him to 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 start doing like just basically the clay type stuff. It's it's awesome. I, I was really enjoying watching him on a replay. But again, not even just shooting, just like watching him do like everything else, like being in the muck of things and making things like interesting again for OKC in their defensive rebounds. And then all of a sudden there's a scrum and okay, MPJ is coming out with our ball. And, you know, so I, I, I was really, that's, that's one of my biggest positivities from this week. Like he kind of kept going, like last year he, he started that Phoenix game. And then obviously like his back was like worse and worse, but that's what I was seeing from him last year. And I'm glad to see it back again. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> Crazy to think that like three weeks ago we called him the least Serbian player of all time. It and doesn't. Still... Well, it still is. Like it doesn't. Again, we like it, we yeah. weren't. It wasn't an insult. Like I. Don't, I just right now he's doing you know everything that he can do. And again, yeah. he's still not like that. We give me a Serbian player that, that like can do what Michael Porter does. Like not even Stojakovic, one of our best shooter, best shooter ever in for Serbia. Like even he wasn't like MPJ. In to that type ex- of like to try shot to explain making. how efficient he is, it's like when Jokic pulls f- pulls up for one of his floaters, you know, from five feet, yeah. <laughs> and every time it goes out, you're just amazed that it went out. Exactly. Same with his trees. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a three pointer, and it's like okay, we're <laughs> shooting. He gets yeah, he gets the ball. It's it's a you know guys contesting hard contest. He's almost like a foul, and you're surprised that the ball didn't make it through, make it in. And then you're not yeah. even shot. Like he makes the shot. It's like okay, 
yeah, yeah no, you, you think like like something happened here i have to i have to run the film to see what actually happened here so so the ball actually didn't didn't make the hoop uh, sorry i see the comment you can pull up the comment from a uh, lot you know it's like the, he's uh Bran is laughing at like i didn't say mpj is better than page i'm saying this the shot that he makes and over guys they'll look so easy that that's we never had we serbia never had a shooter like that because give me a shooter that's 210 uh, centimeters tall and can shoot like this uh, like it's not I, I don't understand like why are we always like insulted when everything is compared like it's not again he's not better than Peja right now because Peja had a longer career and and like is one of the top three pointers ever and uh, you know everything like that I'm just saying this type of shot making we've never had and why are we defensive about it I don't understand so yeah, no, no reason for that uh, the, the Michael Porter needs to eat a lot of bread and a lot of years of yeah. his career to, for him to reach the heights of Pedro, but it's not. Which, it's not. Who was at other, some point? Like, yeah, he, yeah. He he was at some point the the, the MVP, you know, the fourth in MVP race. But that doesn't mean that he is probably the best shot maker we've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, the the sample is still small enough, so we can we can say this and that. But in reality, if you distill what you can see from his shot making, nobody nobody did that in Serbian history absolutely for sure and uh, I mean even like that's why he's so high for like Americans too like they're just they're like they're fawning over him on based on the same thing they're like okay this is Kevin Durant and then there's a bunch of empty spots because he's the only one but like who can be the closest to Kevin Durant for what he yeah. does but basically like how tough the shots are and like okay now it's Brandon Ingram is showing some of this stuff and Michael Porter would be next like just that based on the height and the ability to just not see defenders in front of him. So, like, again, I just this is, a, this is a digression. But, like, again, we just always have to fight about these opinions. Like, it's not one or the other. I'm not saying categorically when I, when I say someone is good at something, it's not categorically saying everyone else is, is bad. So, like, we can keep going. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Okay, let's now move into the, the darkest part of this podcast, and that's meeting a mountain lion on the front porch which is a segment where we speak about what scared us or made us the most pessimistic about. And, <laughs> of course, I don't want to turn this show into a, into a, a, a crying about a bad loss on the game number one this season. So I made a little game to make it more interesting. So my scary thing this week is, of course, that no show in Salt Lake City. And... Just, just, just an idea. I want to give you some ideas why this loss happened, and you will tell me on a on a scale of one to ten. One being my sleep deprived fan fiction, and ten being a complete lock. How how sure are you about the reason that uh, that created this uh, this loss for the Nuggets? Okay, so reason number one. Utah is a pretty good team hidden in plain sight. That's a that's a four to me. I I think they're just uh on basically unscouted. These are all the guys everyone knows, but no one knew how they are playing together and and leading a team. Uh so I'm not sure that they're really good. Like I think they're just probably like with a little bit of time, they'll probably come back down to earth. That's that's my opinion. So, like, but it's still they're not terrible players individually. Just like together, it's kind of a smorgasbord now that you're not sure how, kind of who to cover. 
and who's if you take out one guy, like what's the difference between Markin and you know focusing everything on Markin and focusing everything on Sexton, like or you know, and you have Kelly Lennox shooting shots, and so it's like again, and then I think you have Hardy there, yeah. So like, um, that's one of the we can come back to it. So it's like a really I don't think it's they're that great. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Just, I, I've I've moved the the reason number five right now. So. <laughs> Did Will Hardy break the game with 44 three-point attempts per game? Or did they just get hot in a game against the Nuggets? No, or, it's, or again, on a two-game yeah, two sample up. size, like they're probably, you're, for now, you say they're hot. But again, the roster that they have is like, there's not really, would you, who, would you, who would you say is like, except Vando, a bad three-point shooter that's in that rotation? So you have Conley, you have Markkanen. Kessler shot, you know, he doesn't, but like he shot it in college, I believe. Yeah, in Auburn. Um, my uh, Beasley, I said Michael is like Malik, uh, Malik Beasley. Uh, obviously, Jordan Clarkson, Sexton, like was you know when he gets going, he can shoot threes too. So it's like they're not. It's not you know not surprising that they they can hit a bunch of shots. Like, uh, but we'll see you know how the how the season goes and if they decide. Like I really I was talking to. Uh, one of our guys from from Nugget Serbia yesterday on the show, and like I really thinking sucks because of this reason. Like I wish we could find out before they just pull the plug, and we never know if it's just hot or they actually could be really fun. I really hope I, w- I would hope that they would like try to win as many games as they can. It's just that they won't, so it sucks. The NBA just needs. Yeah, and to sorry, and this is Alexander said basically no no one no one knew what Utah would look like. That's basically my point. Just like a bunch of players together that no one. Wait, we, we, we have that reason together, too. Yeah. We have that reason too written down. Come on. Next reason. Vando and Beasley giving it to their former team. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> of course. I mean, that's a, that's also like true. They both, they wanted to kill everyone. That's what Vando said, like for Minnesota team. And I assume for Denver as well, like they wanted to give it all. So, I mean, they were more energetic in both, uh, both games. Like they were crashing the boards, like, in, you know, like insane people and, uh, running around and like playing hard, so pl- harder than you know both Denver and Minnesota. So v- Vento has been amazing. I mean, he he grew so much from his Denver Nuggets days in everything except in uh, uh, foul making because he still <laughs> fouls like crazy. So that's yeah. I think he 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 uh, uh, the game could have gone even worse, you know, if if he stayed on the court and until the end. Okay. Yep. Number three, reason number three or number four, crazy night clubbing in Salt Lake City before the game. That's we have number. to ask, we have to ask Molly about this. I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I would say that's a crazy fanfic. Oh, for Will Hardy one, I would say like that's a five. Like we're still juries out. Oh yeah, so it's in the middle. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, this is uh, this is a one. Like <laughs> especially knowing like this team, like there's a lot of like not clubbing guys. Yeah, it was worth a try. Okay, next one. Malone not having a game plan against a team with no film made on. No, that, that's, that's, that actually that's, makes that's sense. That's the one. I think like I would give this a, uh, a six because I still I can't give it like higher because again they're professionals. They they should be prepared uh, for anything. And but but to be fair, like yeah, that was we saw against OKC the difference where Malone didn't even put DeAndre Jordan in because OKC doesn't have a traditional center. While against Golden State, he was playing because Wiseman was on, the, was on the bench. So that was the for that's the key that we should also like, you know, we gotta have to give credit to Malone for 
understanding that. And then in the second half against Utah as well, he was he was like shifting things. But again, Murray was that's the first game, and so it, it kind of was. If if he if he pulled the, the thing of like, okay, we're gonna bench Murray for the second half because he's not going just to beat Utah. It I think the loss is like was better than than benching Murray and like and, and winning that game. Like so, I think that's just a you know complete like. Six again because it's more on the very true, but also like they're professionals. I can't give him like that much pass on 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 like not being prepared like they should be. Also, they didn't lose that second half. The second half was was uh, yeah, yeah equal yeah, yeah. points for both teams. They just got trounced. Exactly, first half. it was thirty five nine. I mean, in the in the bench points at or at some point, yeah. I think first yeah, like it's it's not good. Yeah, yeah, and for the end. Jokic was uninterested of destroying rookie Walker uh, Kessler. It's always like way, a 10. It's always way, like a 10. I, I love this name. Walker Kessler. Yeah, Walker Come Kessler. on, man. Yeah. It sounds like two like, last like, names. So, yeah, it's 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 like a like a villain from from a Blade Runner, something like that. I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> sounds it's awesome. The two, it's the two last names, yeah. It's the Sheriff Walker Kessler, like him. Uh, I mean so that's a 10. Uh, that's a, I mean, it's always a 10. Like, Jokic, I don't know if he's ever like, I want to destroy this person. Uh, I really wish I could ask him that once. Like, if you ever come to a game, like, I hate this dude, I want to kill him. Like, you know, obviously in the basketball terms. So, I don't know, maybe. Uh, but so, yeah, that's a 10. But Walker Kessler, great name. <laughs> okay, let me go back to the, to the rundown. Okay, let's start now with the diehard questions of the week. This time we'll we'll move to four questions by our awesome audience, some real diehards there. So let me pull the first one up, and then we will we will go for a little break again. Let me just find it bigger so I can read it. Okay. So first off, Denver Nuggets fans at Den Nuggets fans. Did you hear from any Serbian media outlet about the wrist finger injury? I feel like it's the Nuggets faking it to fool other teams. So before I get an answer from you, Voya, I just want to make something clear. No media outlet outside of you know Nuggets Serbia and us on Serbian Corner are following the Nuggets uh, as close as we are. I mean, yeah, from Serbia, no, nobody in Serbia. Yeah, so I don't think I don't think. Anybody can get something extra out of it. I mean, I don't think anybody is, you know, poking Ogie Stojakovic throughout the season to ask him, hey, Ogie, yeah, yeah. can you tell us something about the injury? And, of course, Ogie will never tell them anything. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, basically, basically, that's a big no from me. Do you have something extra to... No, that's to a good it? point. Like, I wouldn't... Even if there was something that shows up, like, I would really have to check this, like, understand what the sources are coming from because I don't trust our media in these specific situations, like just it's, it is, that's the state of it right now there. Um, and yeah. And I don't think like they would, if they were reporting something back home, it would be whatever they can find from, you know, from the guys, the, the beat reporters from Denver and they see on Twitter and, and some of those news, like, I don't think anyone else would have, there's, there's no way there's going to be a breaking story about Jokic's injury coming from Serbia that would make it here and, and be credible and wouldn't be broken here first. Like that's fine. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I would. Absolutely. That's not. And now faking the faking thing. I don't understand. Also, the part of that question. I'm not sure. Like the now like you're trying to fooling like, fooling the the opponent. Like, oh, he's yeah. not really that injured, or like he's injured 
but they're not going to say how, like, I don't know which part of the spectrum is it on. Mm-hmm. Like, is he not hurt? And they're like wrapping him up to make it seem like he's hurt. Yeah, or something like that. I okay. think, I, think I, don't, I don't think that's, that's I don't think that's the case. Well, because again, with 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 sports, like we know about these like professional basketball players, that like take every advantage they can. I wouldn't want to wrap my wrist to you know to signal that it hurts because the first thing they'll probably do is like was slap that wrist and try to see if it hurts like how much it hurts. So also yeah. the bet the betting is a huge part of it right yes. now so i don't think they're allowed to fake things like this because yeah, that too. with a lot of money there's a lot of money involved because yeah well honestly like as long as the wrist is going i'm you know basically you're under under Jokic points the bet is like pretty sensible because like we've seen him not play you know not shoot for yet like in these three games like shoot like you know 75 to 80 percent from the field like you missed some of those like flick of the wrist layups that he made and stuff. I don't think it like bothers him that much. I'm just like for the as far as the betting you that's what you're saying. Like that's kind of what the that those those data points is what they're taking for those over unders too. Like is he wrist, which wrist, which finger, like which knee, that kind of stuff. Okay, we will move yeah, back to the to the to the diehard questions right after this break. And we are back with some other awesome questions from diehards. Joshua asks uh, at Space Nerd one three one three excellent hash, uh, excellent handle. Will Ish get any real minutes with a healthy Murray and two surprisingly, though not too su- surprising, defensive games from Christian Brown? Seems like any path he had into the rotation dries up if he's getting minutes nightly. What do you think about this? Uh, I think there is, and I think it's going to be same thing with DeAndre Jordan. Uh, like what we saw again, like what I mentioned between Golden State and um, and OKC games, just on the matchups. There might be. I'm not off the top of my head. I don't know if like which teams that could be like, hey, this is the one I can see Smith play because they have the second unit has two aggressive guards that they come out like and and are could hunt. Okay. Let's go Pelicans, for example. If Jose Alvarado is playing against Bones and is pressing pressing him the entire court, uh, maybe in that situation you want him, uh, you want him like off the ball again. But we have, you know, we said all healthy, so like Bruce Brown is there to like help out with, you know, getting the ball across and setting up the setting up the uh, offense. But maybe like th- those are kind of the teams I'm looking at. Maybe if you need like two or th- even three like ball handlers, you have Bruce Ish and Bones. Uh, just so like you can set up your offense more easily, like that kind of stuff. Like I could see it there based on matchups. Like again, not including injuries to players and resting and stuff like that. And like even, and again, like we don't, I don't want to jinx it. Like it could be like, okay, Bones has like a really rough night, like just completely is, you know, got up on the wrong foot, like can't make a shot. Like the decision is just not there. And so the second half he comes in and, and like stabilizes the second unit because the starters are playing so well. And every time they, you know the the starters come out a little bit. The the the, the you know the advantage drops. Then I can see maybe Ishmael being like, "Hey, stabilize this like unit. You know, we need to win this game, and that's it." So there's a couple of those scenarios, but it's tough now. They're they're really playing well. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't you know put him instead of Bones for sure. And then Brown is just showing you know the defensive prowess that you know just because of the size like that Ish doesn't have. So it's like for now. These, you know, I'm saying these are the scenarios that I conceive right now that you know for them, uh, him for him to go up. What do you think? 
I agree with that. I really think his his uh, uh, safest way to get on the court is in the in the nights when Jamal just doesn't play. That's that's the easy path for him to get to the rotation minutes. And as you said, Bones might have some bad bad games. He is still a second year player. He, he has a lot of things on his back, so it's 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 really tough. And it's not something to be scared of. Sometimes Bones will just not be not be uh, on the height of his powers. Yeah. So it's it's really good to have a a, a, a savvy option, veteran, yeah, yeah, yeah savvy yeah. veteran uh, to play next to him. Okay, or instead of him. Next next question from the homie Michael Shields at Mike Shields. 99. Given how the team has played so far, where is the team at relative to your expectations in becoming their best version of themselves? What do you think? Well, I'll give you, I'll give you, so I I wanted to shout this out, uh, you know, because of the start of the season, uh, we talked about basically it was, was a fish to this agreement we had before the season where you said Murray will probably be terrible at the beginning. I thought maybe like he'll come off swinging because of just a long off. And you like you were completely right there. He was he's really bad. And like that was more sensible, sensible thing to say, like rational thing to say. I was kind of like half of it was I was hoping that he might come out of like, you know, an NFL player comes out after some you know some injury sometime. Um I mean I don't it's um it's maybe sixty percent what I was expecting, like just because of I expected Jamal to be better. But I think like there's long, you know there's there's good good things to you know to hang your hat on uh, beginning of the season like I kind of ex- expect them to be like much better but it's also this isn't this is kind of on par let's say what do you what, what's your what's your take yeah I will, I, will, I will take that that uh, uh, winning lap about uh, expecting Jamal to be uh, a worse uh, um, uh, version of himself on the other hand. I thought, even though I said I don't expect the defense to be a top notch from the from the get go, I thought it would be better than it was okay. uh, in these first three games. I mean, they 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 got a lot of easy baskets made on them in all of the three games. Actually, uh, I mean, it's it's tough. I mean, against the OKC, when you have five out guys like just raining trees. Yeah. The, the 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 Mike Muscala, he, he made like yeah, how can many we get five three? Can, can we get him as our <laughs> as, as our option as well from the center? Like he is too good for that team, man. They I don't know. need they, they such him. a good veteran. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's really it's, crazy. It's super risky to play Mike Muscala if you're trying to lose games. That's one That's of those like great NBA point. careers where like I don't think anyone has an like an opinion opinion about him. Like there's not gonna be. A, you know, someone says something about Mike Muscala, and someone comes down and says, uh, "Who's the, who's like a veteran now? Like the Drummond better, like you know, or or like you know Zeke Naji better, and just try to troll him like you know, like it happens with like whoever posts something about Jokic, someone's got to show up down there and says like he's overrated or, or worse. Like so, you, you spend your entire your entire life playing basketball in the NBA, earn a good salary, and you can come out and be basically into like whatever what what Jokic wants on like obscure retirement is like oh yeah I remember Mike Muscala like whatever happened to him he's like oh he's enjoying his millions and like without any backlash because he's he's such a chill veteran like it's really one of those like funny funny like side careers that's like pretty much a lot of normal people would want to have <laughs> yeah so, so so to go back to Michael's question 
I think I'm I'm actually lower than you on on how far I think they are to their best version because the biggest obstacle of absolutely is Jamal Murray and right now he's playing like a like a sixth man let's say that's his level of play and we want him to be you know a second guy or maybe even a 1B guy yeah. on this team and it's a big gap over there it's harder for him to get there than people think because he really needs to 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 get to turning the corners more easily yeah. on almost yeah. almost every play and it's going to be tough we believe in Jamal because he's a he's a, a insane person when when we speak about his work ethics so i'm sure he'll get there sooner rather than later yeah, so, so you said yeah i agree the point there that you get there because we've seen some moments like it's not completely missing uh and so that's that's Absolutely. what i think it's the, yeah that's why i think it's like a you know, can see it positively if he was completely couldn't get past anyone for all, all you know in all two games that he played all the minutes you're like well that's a little bit troublesome especially since it's okc in utah if you couldn't get by anyone like you know you start worrying but because he can in certain moments he was like really impressive like okay now it's just a matter of time to like get that more constantly then it's not just like every 10th play like it's it's every like it's gonna be every third every fourth and like seventh and then okay now he's getting past people nine out of ten times like it'll be it's gonna be fun i have to say i didn't expect uh kcp to to drain six threes <laughs> in game number three that That's was fair. a really nice surprise especially really after nice the preseason surprise. yeah after preseason especially like that was i was i was so afraid know. he'll just forget to shoot when he comes to the nuggets like many <laughs> players did in yeah. the past I mean, I know, I know that's not actually true. That's just, just diehard, you know, feelings about the game. It's not, it's not yeah, really yeah, accurate. Yeah. No, no. But yeah, I'm, I'm really happy about. about well, I think he's excited. He didn't. I, I'm honestly, I can probably almost vouch that he didn't know what to expect coming here. That that he thought being like a fifth option playing defense in a or or fourth option in a starting lineup meant like these that he's never going to score. And like, I'm pretty sure like that. Like last game was like, oh wait, wait a minute, I can. They're going to, you know, basically like run stuff and ball's going to find me, even though I'm not like the first option. And he comes out yesterday, he's like 13 points in nine minutes, like, or eight minutes. And like, okay, cool. Like, that's, I can keep going with this. Like, so I, and what we always say, like, you'll play good offense, like, usually gets, gets translated into the, the desire to play good defense as well. Like, if they're just running and playing defense and they don't get, you know, one shot per game, like, then, you know, they get, like why am I doing this? But now it's like okay, I'm scoring like six threes, but I'm also gonna defend SGA and try to like limit him as much as possible. So it's like really good trade off there. Like I really, I really like it. You're right. I agree. I agree. Okay, last question for for today: West Bank Pete or at buckets since '88. Go check out his podcast Four Corners. It's a really good Nuggets podcast. So, what is your level of concern about the Nuggets defense? And I have to say. Right after the Utah game, it was it was really low. <laughs> it felt really <laughs> bad. But right now, when we see Christian Brown playing real minutes, actual rotation minutes, it's it's actually much higher than I thought it would be in this part of season. Of course, they might suffer some blowout uh, losses next week, so I will I will eat my words. <laughs> but when you when you see all of those guys, Bruce and KCP and Christian. And uh, Aaron, uh, I mean, it's it feels pretty good. I know it will take some time for all the rotations to 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 get on their places, but but the 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 
the uh, the elements are definitely there. So yeah. I I would say we we spoke about last week about them being top five defense. I would say I'm like like fifty five percent sure that will happen, which is pretty high. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I again like I watched when watching the Utah thing, and it was a lot of the stuff that popped out in my head first was well off the screen first was for me was communication and trust. As as I, I think we we kind of previewed this last weekend when we said it's going to take some time. There's there's basically three new players in that starting lineup because KCP the two guys off the injuries, and then you have Bruce and Bones in a different role, and then Christian Brown or Devon Reed, whoever was playing. So basically, new people for this defense, and you don't know yet like what you can trust a defender to do, like the guy next to you to do. It's like you know the failings in you know in the when the in the 300 movie when it's described like the shield next to you defends the guy next to you kind of thing. And if you don't trust him, it's going to fall. And I could, I could see against Utah, for example, like you have Gordon, maybe like a whole we're helping sometimes because he doesn't know, like if KCP is going to get stuck on a screen, maybe in the similar way that Barton might or Monte might, or if he's going to, you know, have the speed to catch up. So there's a lot of these, like three, when three men were involved from Utah, like a lot of like just late onto you know to catch up on the on the on the open guy because it just didn't seem like they were communicating well or and slash like slash trusting like what a person can next to you can do and then obviously again like this was encouraging because he like improved a little bit the one thing that i'm really excited about is just looking at these three guard defenders brown 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 and kcp just how how much they can stay in front of their guys like just if you go one-on-one they can stay in front of their people again yesterday it's kind of was like a interesting um, three games for them defensively because they were have dynamic guards like on all three teams and it's a little bit different styles of them, right? The Golden State has this one style, you know, running around, you know, the shots, the you know, and then from over over helping on the shots, then they're gonna go by you. Okay, OKC has these basically down down the hill um, attacking the rim first, then the shot comes next. And you have Giddy as a tall guy like trying to go through guys. I'm still convinced SGA somehow is ice skating out there when he when he when he attacks people. Like he's gliding in that. Like there's no way he doesn't look fast. And somehow he's like going past these guys that are really good defenders, just like they're non-existent. It's so incredible to watch. So I, I I'm that's why I'm really like optimistic about the defense because again the communication can come because they're all smart players. And more and more I think it's just gonna keep going. Again, Golden State game proved that like they were defending in the right moments. And then just like kind of collapse, you know, collapse some of the points at the last minute. Like otherwise, it was like a really decent like defensive rating for that game, up until like a minute and a minute and a half left. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. Yep. To close out this episode, we'll go to the Nuggets stat of the week. I wanted to do a little trivia game as well, but we won't mm-hmm. have time for this uh, this week. So Nuggets stat of the week, after three regular season games played, I'm going to give you a bunch of small sample stats. So first of all, true shooting. All if right. you think Jokic's true shooting of 72% or Porter's true shooting of 69% are impressive, and trust me, they are. How about Gordon. Uncle Jeff's 81% true shooting? 81%! Let's go. And, and that's not a small number of shots. <laughs> but yeah. there's one guy who had even Uncle Jeff's, you know, uh, uh, he, he was better than him. 
and that's DeAndre Jordan, who has 92% true shooting. <laughs> he hasn't missed a single shot in this season in 30 minutes. He's spent Just a free throw, right? on the court. So I'm sorry for everything I said about DeAndre Jordan before the, the awesome. season. I'm I'm kidding, but but let's let's hope for this uh, run to 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 last as long as it is possible. That's Next cool, thing yeah. I want the, to... the, the, was it the reverse Jacques watch? Like the, the, yeah, the reverse Jacques watch. Let's go yeah. see how much he can't miss. Yeah, shout out Kit Parish of the Fazbear Breakfast. Okay, next yeah. thing. Usage. Nikola Jokic is just the third among <laughs> rotation guys with 23.3% uh, usage. So just to, 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 to... So the average would be 20%. Like if all five guys touch the ball equally, 20% is equal. So your two-time MVP is at 23.3. And first is on the Nuggets is, of course, Bones Highland with 28.8 because nice. he's running the second unit. Let's go. And then, then we have Jamal Murray with 26.1%, which is, which is pretty sweet. Also good. Let's 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 like fast forward to the point where he's really good by yeah, by I'm giving him the ball by giving him the ball so much like I like it. I agree. So what this tells me is that Nikola is doing his best to create an egalitarian offense and uh, you know just let everybody play just like everybody feed just like everybody take their their chance at the at the rock and. Uh, it's it's working. I I cannot say it's working fine because they're still like minus ten in plus minus in two, after three games. But hopefully it will it will continue on the upswing for the next. Uh, just just one note about the usage. Number one in usage. Two guys are number one in usage in the league right now. Darius Garland and Luka Doncic both north of thirty eight percent. Yeah, so, and Garland is is probably like a completely skewed one because he got hurt in the second game, I think. Oh yeah, that's right. So that's, not, that's only so one basically game, like yeah. twenty one some minutes, games. probably like yeah. thirty some minutes. Yeah, yeah. but Luca, yeah, I, I, I knew Luca was gonna. Yeah, that's a that's the new Harden. <laughs> they just traded away all the good players, so Luca, Luca can ball, be Luca. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did <laughs> you see that ball. though? Did you see the the crazy point? Like in thirty minutes, he and Wood played have one forty seven offensive rating together. Like Wood scored yeah. fifty points in forty nine minutes. Like that's that's insane. Yeah, that's Luka. the one other proof that like Luca is hardened because like hardened type of type of player. Because Wood also like shined when he was playing with with Harden, so it's kind of funny. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I I I, I use, tell you, man. usage, not a not a player. Like, I think he's more of like he has better character, you know, character you, than. Harden yeah, you know my you my you know my old take that Luca is just a good looking James Harden, so I think <laughs> that helps him too as well. <laughs> Fair. Okay, one last stat for this uh, stat of the week, and it's my favorite. Aaron Gordon is averaging three point three offensive rebounds per game, like he is glass eating. I'm loving his activity on the offensive boards. He has saved the Nuggets so many times, and most of those. Offensive rebounds were just uh, not not putbacks, but but dunks. Clean up, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like clean up, yeah. Put it down and then just ram yeah. it. In, yeah, into the that's that's one of the fun fun parts of these few games. Just you no, know, like he you know he fights for the rebound. He wants to tip it in. Eventually, just catches it. And there's like three or four like other players around, and you just see Gordon just up you know in front Doesn't of him, just all like just swallow the rim. Like it was, it's so so ferocious. It's awesome. Yes, yes. So uh, kudos to, to our favorite nugget, 
Aaron yeah. Gordon. I I oh, had some guys, yeah. I had some hot takes like like a day ago. Like I'm expecting Aaron Gordon to be Nuggets' second best player by the end of the season, but I don't know, man. <laughs> Michael DJ's Porter, kinda, Michael Porter is running hot, right yeah. running hot. <laughs> Before we let you enjoy this Sunday, please consider subscribing and giving a thumbs up on the YouTube video. Or give a five-star review to the DNVR Nuggets podcast on iTunes. It will help uh, the channel grow even further. It is only four days until the 90 minutes long DNVR Nuggets feature called 100 Invisible Threads. And it will premiere on Evoca TV in Colorado. I've seen some of the footage and it's going to be a banger. Prepare tissues if you're you're gonna need them for various reasons. Oh god, that was the worst that's joke like, I've ever that, made. Yeah, no, that's that's a Kevin Smith joke. He makes a good one in America. He said you'll have you'll bring tissues. You need him for both situations. <laughs> ah, oh god, okay. So I, I, I didn't know that, Jack. But yeah. you see, you know, great minds think alike. So that's yeah, yep. that's what you're gonna do. So hopefully, we will be able to recover for that joke and see you again next week. Yeah, either one I get to see. Then when I get to it.